farm workers harmed by Trump's EPA. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report about water. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin. And it's This Week in Water. About two weeks ago, 50 farm workers near Bakersfield, California, were harvesting cabbage when they were exposed to a pesticide that the Obama administration wanted to ban, but Trump's EPA has allowed. Twelve workers complained of nausea and vomiting, and one of them fainted. The local fire department was called and decontaminated those who had not already left. One worker had to go to the hospital. The local newspaper reported that the neighboring field had been sprayed the night before with the pesticide known as Vulcan, which contains the active ingredient chlorpyrifos. The owner of the farm that employed the injured workers told The Guardian that he thinks the chemical should be banned. And so did the Obama administration. Last November, the EPA concluded, among other things, that there were risks to workers using the pesticide and slated it to be banned. The agency expressed the worry that the chemical might drift into schools and homes. But in March, the Trump administration disagreed, rejecting the conclusions that the EPA scientists had made and reversed that decision. Administrator Scott Pruitt said the agency would use what he called sound science in decision-making. Chlorpyrifos is made by Dow Chemical, and about three months before the ban was reversed by Pruitt, the company gave $1 million to help pay for Trump's inauguration, according to the Center for Public Integrity. And in December last year, the CEO of Dow was named to head the American Manufacturing Council, the main private sector advisory committee to the Secretary of Commerce. Henderson Island in the middle of the South Pacific Ocean has recently been found to be among the world's most polluted places, almost entirely due to human-made plastics. What's even more astonishing? There are no human inhabitants there. Two researchers from the University of Tasmania concluded that the density of plastic debris was the highest recorded anywhere in the world. The scientists believe that the remote island and others like it act like sinks where plastics that wind up in the ocean are accumulated. The debris includes plastic containers, doll heads, toy soldiers, and bottle caps. There was waste from every continent except Antarctica. Jennifer Lavers, one of the scientists, told The Atlantic that there's an area called the garbage patch where they couldn't put a foot down without stepping on a bottle cap. The sheer volume took her breath away for all the wrong reasons. The team estimated that the island has almost 40 million pieces of man-made junk. All of the plastic on the island is a tiny percentage of the world's production. The amount of discarded material there would take only two seconds to be manufactured today. It would be nearly impossible to clean up the island as it is just too remote. An engineer in northern India has come up with an innovative solution to replace disappearing natural glaciers with simple man-made ice towers that store water. In the past, the remote high desert area of Ladakh has relied on the glaciers for 80% of the region's water, but they have been melting due to global warming. In the spring, when everyone needs water, there have been acute shortages. To store water during the winter, mechanical engineer Sanam Wangchuk decided to create ice stupas, or towers, according to Al Jazeera. He takes a pipe and places it in a mountain where underground streams flow, even when it's freezing at the surface. The pipe is naturally pressurized due to gravity, and the water flows out and up into the cold air and freezes 
as it comes down, especially during the night when temperatures can reach minus 20 or 30 degrees. The result is an ice stupa or pyramid that stores frozen water during the winter and melts when needed in the spring. The ice towers, which can reach heights of 60 or 70 feet, are beautiful as well as functional. Last week, it was learned that water from melting permafrost had breached the facility that protects a collection of the world's most precious seeds in case of future disasters. A global seed vault is an underground storage of 5,000 species of crop seeds located in a mountain above the Arctic Circle in Norway. Water gushed into the access tunnel to the vault due to unseasonably high temperatures, according to The Guardian. None of the seeds were damaged and the leaked water frozen to ice. A spokesperson for the facility said it was like a glacier when people went in. An American who helped create the vault told Popular Science that the facility was not meant to be watertight at its front and that water coming in doesn't go very far. He added that the seeds are probably safe. The Norwegian vault is a backup to seed collections by other countries, but now managers are worried that last season's warm temperatures may be repeated as global warming continues. So they're now taking measures to waterproof the tunnel into the vault and build drains into the mountain to take melting water away. And finally, talk about a sea change. What happened on the west coast of Ireland recently was truly transformational. In 1984, a series of strong storms washed away a beach on Ackle Island, leaving nothing but bare rock and tide pools. It was devastating to the area, popular with tourists for its stunning landscapes. Then, 33 years later, a miracle happened. In what was described as a freak tide, Thousands of tons of sand were deposited on the shoreline. Residents have a new 300-meter-long beach, and hopes are high that the golden sands will help attract tourists back to the picturesque hamlet. Indeed, the tourist office is reporting gridlock with visitors flocking to see Ireland's newest attraction. Beach erosion happens when waves and currents remove sand from shoreline. Storm waves carry the sand offshore, depositing the sediment in sandbars. But Bob Guza of Scripps Institute told the International Business Times that what's surprising about the beach in Ireland is how rapidly it returned. Usually, he said, if sand comes back, it does so slowly over time, not in the span of 10 days like it did on Ackle Island. And it may or may not be the same sand that was originally on the beach. Either way, the tourist office and locals hope the new beach will stick around, at least for the summer, and that any new tide that shows up will turn in their favor. This Week in Water is supported by the American Waterworks Association. Build a better world through better water at AWWA's ACE 17 in Philadelphia, June 11th through 14th. Learn more at awwa.org slash ACE 17.